This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too. Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. I'm excited to share with you a new saint that I'm coming to know and how I came to know her. That is Saint Bridget of Sweden. So how this came about was I was confiding in a friend about a frustration that I had. Maybe you've recognized this before and maybe not, but it seems that some of us recognize what we would call God incidences, where God intervenes or an angel intervenes and we see a setup for the good. And we recognize it. Not everybody. A lot of times people don't recognize all the good things that are happening. I am sure we don't recognize them all. There's also a sensitivity to recognizing when things seem to be undercut or sabotaged, like the good that was intended, especially a spiritual good, that it just kind of, the wrong person, you know, you're going to have an encounter where someone says they're sorry and there's going to be this reconciliation and then the wrong person enters the room and you didn't expect them to come. Or there's a certain situation where somebody might meet someone and it'll set up a situation where things would go better for them in the spiritual life if things evolve the way that they kind of would normally. And then something will come along, you know, a flat tire or something to undercut what good is going to happen. And there's a situation in my life, it's been going on for like 20 years, where I've seen this good that gets undercut continually. It's as if it's set up, there's a setup all the time, so that things don't work out for a, a certain person. And I have prayed for them for years. 20 years, more maybe, a person that's dear to me. And I recognize that there seems to be some kind of orchestration or plan to upset the good that would happen in their life, especially spiritual good. And so I had expressed this frustration to a friend of mine, like, I see this and I know it's not my imagination. It's been going on too long and et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, she recommended the 15 prayers of St. Bridget of Sweden and I had heard of them, and she went on to tell me about how this was very powerful and that things that she didn't think could happen or breakthroughs in the spiritual life or in relationships could happen, and but they did because of these prayers. And she said they were powerful, they'll make you cry. And so I found them. And I began to pray these prayers. And they're really, they're 15 prayers. You say an Our Father and a Hail Mary, and then you say one prayer. And then Our Father and a Hail Mary, and you say another prayer. And I would say that it takes 
less time than to say a rosary, than to pray a rosary, but more time than to pray divine mercy. So in between there is about what it takes. And each prayer focuses on the wounds of Jesus. It's all about Jesus's wounds, really. And it, it, it's like you can't forget what Jesus did for you when you pray these prayers. After a couple of weeks of praying these daily, I noticed an amazing big breakthrough that I never ever dreamed would happen regarding this difficulty that I had been praying for for 20 years. And I thought, is it because I've been praying those prayers? Not me, not through my power, but is that the avenue of grace? Is it those prayers? I asked Father George Kufarigi, and you, if you're from the Portland area, you probably maybe know him or know of him. He's the pastor of St. Francis of Assisi Catholic Church. You may have seen him on the news, oh, I think it's been about three years now, where there was people who were trying to do a hostile takeover of his, of his parish. They would come into mass, they would disrupt it, they would have their own creed and interruptions, and it was, it made national and international news. And so you may know him from, from there, or from that, or not. But anyway, he's a friend of mine. We had a chance to have a visit, and I was telling him about this. And I said, could it be those prayers that I have seen this breakthrough? And he said, yes, absolutely, because of this. And it makes so much sense. Jesus definitively conquered Satan on the cross. You know, his sacrifice, his wounds, his suffering, everything. And so he said, because that is how Jesus defeated Satan, that when we pray, even like the sorrowful mysteries or other prayers that have to do with his wounds and sorrows on Calvary and on the cross, that these are the most powerful for undercutting Satan's shenanigans in our life, his traps and, and the way he undercuts good things that, that should be happening and then they don't. And so he affirmed that and I thought, wow, okay, that's a very good thing to know and it made sense when he explained it to me. That led me to want to investigate the person who brought the prayers to us and that is St. Bridget of Sweden. I really didn't know much about her at all. What I have found, I want to share with you because it's very inspiring. So first of all, there's others who think she's a pretty big deal, a pretty big deal saint. And one of them was John Paul II. In the year 2000, he proclaimed St. Bridget of Sweden, co-patroness of all of Europe, of the whole of Europe. That's a big deal. She was quite something. St. Bridget was born in 1303 of royal blood. Her father was a governor in a province in Sweden. He is also a knight, and her mother was also had those royal connections. So that's the status of her upbringing. But like some saints, there's some mysteries surrounding her birth. One of them is that her mom when she was pregnant with her, was almost drowned. She barely escaped dying. Afterwards, an angel came to her and told her this, that she had been saved because of the child in her womb. And the angel said to her, 
Bring her up in the love of God, for she is a gift to you. As she was being born, the curate of Raspo, his name was Benedict, and he was praying for a safe delivery. And during his prayer, Our Lady appeared to him, and she said, A child has been born, and her voice will be heard. It's interesting that Bridget, as gifted as she was, actually didn't start to speak till she reached three years old. She wasn't saying anything. And and the rest of her life, she was going to say quite a bit because she, she she ended up being a mystic and a prophetess. But let's get back to her childhood. She had this spiritual sensitivity, and it began to, to show up and flower when she was seven years old. Our Blessed Lady offered her a crown, a precious crown, and she accepted it. And, they, and she said that her whole life, she never forgot what it felt like to put that precious crown on her head. And that reminds me of St. Maximilian Colby, you know. Mother Mary appeared to him when he was a child and offered him two crowns, a white one and a red one, a white one for purity, priesthood, and the red one for martyrdom. And he, instead of choosing between them, he took them both. And that reminds me of St. Therese. She was like that. She wanted it all. In the spiritual life, it's okay to want it all and be happy with whatever God gives us. But it's okay to want it all. As a matter of fact, St. Paul encourages us to, to want and ask for all the gifts. And so we should. The saints, they did. They wanted it and they unashamedly asked for uh, whatever the Lord would give them. And when she was 10 years old, she had a vision of Christ. And she heard from the cross, she heard him say to her, and she never forgot this. And this is often quoted, look upon me, my daughter. And she replied, who has done this to you? And she's 10 years old, okay? Who has done this to you? And the Lord said, those who despise me and spurn my love for them. And it, it made an impression on her. Uh, the suffering Christ became the center of her, of her life then from that point on. So she had these things happen to her when, she's, when she was very young. Uh, a visit from Our Lady, and then Our Lord Himself from the cross. At 11 years old, her mother died because girls could not be unattended without a lady, uh, watch a woman watching over them. She was sent off to live with her aunt. So that that had to be hard. That just had to be hard. And Bridget, you know, she had this great start with, with Our Lord. She had a sensitivity to spiritual things and Things had been told to her mother before her birth, and she's progressing in the spiritual life, and she loved Jesus. She was so devoted to him that she had said she would rather die than marry. But her father had arranged a marriage to someone of the same social status as as her. His name was Ulf, so she obediently went through with the marriage. She was 13, and he was 18. They were married for 28 years, happy years. The marriage was a good one. During her marriage and while she was bringing up her children, because of her wisdom and her status and everything like this, she was summoned to the court by King Madness II as the principal lady-in-waiting to advise him 
and his queen. And she held this post for six years. The Lord was showing her, was starting to reveal to her things that she would tell the king and queen. And really, they didn't want to listen. She was wonderful to have around, but when it came to her guidance, they weren't as receptive to it. And actually the king, he began to make fun of her and her revelations and not not take them to heart at all. He would say things like, what was Lady Bridget dreaming about last night to, to poke fun? Anyway, her duties there were six years long and then she left and she continued to read Holy Scripture, Uh, the lives of the saints and the early church fathers and raising her children and seeing to all of that. It seems that we will have to do another installment on St. Bridget of Sweden. So consider this part one and we'll continue next week. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.